how does someone even do this? Like, you know, is it a corporation or something? And I was like, no, you just throw up a website, you invite people through Facebook or whatever, and you market the heck out of it. And, you know, you call the radio stations and through your other relationships that you've planned over time or you've met over time, you make something. Welcome to the Impact Entrepreneur Show. My name is Mike Flynn, and I'm stoked you've decided to join me on this journey to bring about a massive and positive change in the lives of others. Every week, you're going to join me behind closed doors, where I will introduce you to entrepreneurs, leaders, and innovators from a variety of industries to learn how their contributions are impacting the lives of others and how they are having a game-changing impact in the world. Thanks for investing your time with me today. Now, brace for impact. Sometimes in life, we get stuck along our path toward achieving our full potential and having the impact we desire. You know, life happens and we settle for the new normal until one day we wake up and say, no more being stuck. I recently encountered one of these moments and was so thankful I had access to life courses over at unstuck.com forward slash impact. The process the Unstuck team created gave me the freedom to think about what I wanted to accomplish so that I can focus on becoming the hero I know I'm meant to be. But don't just take my word for it. Listeners around the world are taking action at unstuck.com forward slash impact and sharing their stories. For example, Matt said he's using the course to help navigate a change in careers, and he's through the second course and is super thankful for the recommendation. And Mary from Kenya shared that she loves the site and is using it to help launch a new startup. Matt, Mary, you and I, we all share a lot in common, especially the fact that we want to have a tremendous impact in the lives of others. So invest in the freedom to think differently about making a change or launching that company. Invest in yourself and become the hero you know yourself to be by visiting unstuck.com forward slash impact. Round two of the Small Town series is with Matthew Swinnerton, founder of Event Santa Cruz, But before we jump into this week's guest, I want to remind everyone that I've created a private Facebook community for fans of the show to come together, build in community, and engage in dialogue about how each of us can become better impact entrepreneurs. You can join that community by signing up at theimpactentrepreneur.net forward slash group. We'd love for you to join us there and engage in conversation. Okay, so our focus in the small town series is to show everyone listening that you don't have to be in some big metropolis to build a successful company. What you do need is passion, purpose, and community. And this week's guest has an awesome recipe for developing all three. Matthew is a super connector, founder, creative director, and magic maker behind Event Santa Cruz. His eclectic background in business development, event planning, public speaking, and sales has given Matthew the unique set of skills that it takes to fuel a company like Event Santa Cruz that is growing super rapidly. But it was his curiosity and passion to connect and celebrate the entrepreneurial community that led him to launching this innovative event company. 
Today, we get into how a natural inclination toward bucking the status quo led him to start his own company, the top three lessons he's learned since launching Event Santa Cruz, and how he ensures the organization always stays connected to the community. Don't be a podcast junkie. Bust out your pens and paper, take some notes, and brace for impact. Matthew Swinnerton, welcome to the Impact Entrepreneur Show, my friend. I'm pumped to have you. Oh, man, thank you. I, I can't believe it. I feel completely honored to be here. I, I, and I see all your guests and all the people you've had. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I, I'm on my show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that you have a lot to offer the listeners and the community. I think that you've uh, got a, an incredible story and what you're building and have built and are building is, is really powerful, I think. And I, I wanted people to learn from you. Well, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we can ask. Exactly. So yeah. as you know, because I know you're a longtime listener uh, from the get-go. Very first episode. Uh, is if you could pick any superpower, what would it be and how would you use it? Well, like you said, I've been listening from the beginning, so I think I have unfair advantage compared to your other guests, because <laughs> I've been thinking about this. I mean, really, especially since after you asked me to be on the show, I'm sitting there at night thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is it? No, but, um, you know, I think when you think about it, and your other guests have talked about, the first thing you go to is just the normal, our human instinct, like, ooh, I want to fly. I want to run. Like, you know, um, Flash, the Flash, the comic, you know, the comic book superhero, he was my favorite character as a kid. Yeah. And if I could run like that, that would be awesome. Or if I can be invisible, that would be awesome. But when I really thought about it, I was thinking, you know what? Just in general, as human beings, the core thing that we want to be is happy. I mean, that's, that's, we want to be happy. So, what superpower could actually make me happy? And I was thinking about it, you know, knowledge. If you understand things, that has huge power. And so if I could retain everything I read and understand it, I think that would be amazing. Mm. Um, I mean, I know this is an entrepreneur show, but if I was, you know, if I read the Bible cover to cover and remembered every single, you know, point of it and all the stories and all the, the you know, the, the, the life lessons, I think that would be amazing. Or, you know, if I had, you know, I, I read entrepreneur books all the time. If I can le learn those, you know, key topics, I think that would be awesome. If I can, you know, not just get them in my head, but then remember them at points that I need to in life. So that would be my superpower. That is one of the reasons why I love this question, because I, I had no, I, I never know what anybody's going to say. You always assume that they're going to say like the typical, you know, superhero fly, yeah. you know, invisibility but that or whatever. Comes first. That's, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Because we're, we, you know, we all grew up with comics and the, and the superheroes, yeah. but I, I just love that idea of being able to retain all of this information because it would be, it would enable us and empower us to have the greater impact that we, that we desire to have. Oh Yeah. No, because you know, there's different cir cir circumstances that happen in our life constantly. And if we can you know, recollect something that we learned, whether you know, a lesson, something from something we read, and we can incorporate that into that, you know, into that moment, we can actually be the, the person or have the impact that we want to. Because a lot of times what happens, something happens, and we don't react how we would want to. And then we're driving our car like 10 minutes later, like, 
I should have done it this way. I should have said this. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, maybe if we retained more of our information, we would be able to react better. Yeah, because, you know, they always say hindsight is twenty twenty. So exactly. maybe if you could have foresight, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that, that would also be a, a good superpower. Yeah. I've known you for two, three years now, and I've witnessed the incredible relationships that you've built through Event Santa Cruz and your other ventures. So there's no doubt in my mind that you have great mentors and awesome mentors, whether it's one specific person or multiple people. Can you tell us a story about someone who's impacted your approach to life and business from a mentor kind of perspective? You know, it's funny that you asked that because I think, was the last time I came here, maybe four months ago or five months ago, I told you, he's like, you know what? I need a mentor. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I need, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. actually, I need somebody because I feel like, you know, a mentor is somebody that usually has more experience and can help you and kind of guide you a little bit more in, you know, maybe where you are less experienced and, you know, might not come up with some idea they would help you with. But when I think of actually who really inspires me and who mentors me, it's a lot of times it's the younger entrepreneurs. I surround myself with my business because it's, I have a speaker series mainly and every month there's, I have eight or nine speakers that talk about what inspires them, what emotes and motivates them as entrepreneurs. And, um, I love to see the young, passionate entrepreneurs that have an idea, have a dream and just go for it. And so I think about that with some of my ideas or some of my, like, if I have an idea for a different event or something, it's like, okay, what would these young entrepreneurs do? A lot of times they just Go for it. Yeah. And they go with their gut. Yeah. You know, sometimes if you don't go with your gut, it's like, okay, this, there's a lot of money here. And maybe I should just for that usually doesn't work out as good. But if it's like, you know, you feel it, it's, it's, it's gonna, you know, it's, it's something you're passionate about. It translates into having an impact or I know, and for your business or for the community. Right. So I would say I have not found the perfect mentor. I mean, I, I read all the books uh, right now, uh, Peter Vogue is. Uh, uh, I've read two of his books right now that I really enjoy, the typical Tim Ferriss um, and um, and others. But uh, right now, I think it really is just the, the the other businesses that I see in my small community that are. You know, I always say I say it's way too much. I love that you can get a business card and a lawnmower. And you're like, you're in business. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, we have the ability to do that. You know, we can, we can take care of ourselves and we can make that business as big or small as we want. Right. Um, so anyway, when I see those people making those businesses, it encourages me and, and inspires me. There's this guy named Kevin Kelly. He, I think he, he's uh, the editor for Wired Magazine, I believe. And he's like a futurist, you know, and, you know, thinks about, tries to predict what trends are going to happen in the future or whatnot. But he has said repeatedly that there has been no better time than now to start a business. And the, the threshold to entry is so low. And I, I mean, just, we're going to talk about event Santa Cruz in a minute and, and what it is, but I have to compliment you right now because you brought it up that you, you're, you're a lot of your speakers are these young entrepreneurs who are, who are getting after it, but you're giving them a platform also, you know, that a lot of people if it weren't for you, wouldn't know anything about these people. They'd be just another shop along the way. So, I mean, well, that's my feel good why yeah. I do what I do yeah. is yeah. I get to do that. Yeah. I mean, God, there's some amazing businesses in any town, any city you're in, there's amazing people 
And there's, uh, you know, they have these amazing ideas that they're trying to bring to the market. Yeah. I personally think that, you know, we have a lot of amazing ones in Santa Cruz. And I, but I know that there's, like I said, I know there's more. But, um, yeah, I love when I get to showcase them. Well, I want to talk about mentor again for a second. Yeah. So you don't have an exact mentor, right? Yeah. So, so in your mind, when when you're thinking about who would be a good mentor for you, what what is something that what are the key criteria that you look for besides the the fact that they're more experienced than you? Integrity. Yeah, I would say you know it wouldn't have to be just the complete business. You know, you do A, B, and C, and this comes about. Um, I don't. I've I've always had like to be a little um, different in my business models and a little bit different in like you know I worked for corporations and didn't enjoy it as much you know so I guess if I was looking for somebody that was a mentor it would be have to be somebody that I feel our values are in line and would um, would be excited for the things I'm excited about which would translate to whatever ideas that were coming about but also of course you know some typical business, I, I know, um, principles, you know, those, those don't always, you know, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I've just introduced kind of a new set of questions into okay. the impact entrepreneur show just to spice things up a little bit, Wait, but I know? wrote down all my answers. Yeah. for the. No, <laughs> so this one, you have to go with your gut. Okay? okay. And there's no wrong answer. Okay. Okay. But you just talked about gut yeah. a second ago. So you have to go with your gut here and okay, I'm tell, my us, eyes here. tell us why you choose one over the other. It's a word. It's which word you associate with. Are you an accomplisher or a doer? A doer right off the back. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like to start things. I, I, I'm always doing something and maybe that's, I would say even a fault of mine that sometimes you have to focus mm-hmm. like, no, just do this but I'll do this, 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 and this. Yeah. I've accomplished some big things, but I feel I'm not at that point where I've accomplished what I want to accomplish. Hmm. Yeah. So um, I guess that's in life. Everybody's that way to a certain degree, but, um, but I do a lot. Yeah. What do you want to accomplish? You know, it's funny. I don't have great aspirations to run a fortune 500 company. You know, I don't want to have fame and glory or those typical things you want to accomplish. Um, I want to make a lifestyle for myself and my family. And my family is the most important thing to me. And so if I can create a business that sustains my family, sustains our lifestyle, but at the same time, God gives me joy and God gives me that feeling that I have a accomplish something, I guess you can say, and that I've made an impact on the community. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I do, I enjoy it. I enjoy that. I, we talked about it earlier about the other businesses that I help showcase. I enjoy that. I get them on the cover of a magazine or that I do an interview with them and that, no, they send it to their mom, mom, look at what I know. Yeah. There's smaller companies that do that. Um, so again, it's my family and the community. Yeah. That's power. Yeah. That's beautiful. You know, so let's transition into event Santa Cruz and, you know, as you and I were talking about, the goal of this series that you're a part of is to really inspire other entrepreneurs who have an idea, but they live in a small community. They live in a small town. They want to do something. And this series is designed to help inspire them to believe that they can do it. They don't have to be in some metropolis to launch something. 
and that it can be really cool and it can have an impact. So tell us why you're an entrepreneur. What was the impact moment that launched you on the trajectory you are? And, you know, elaborate and and tell us where you want to take this thing. Well, I think I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, I, I was one of those kids that always had a job when I was a little kid. I remember I'm going knocking on on doors, selling stuff as like, you know, an eight-year-old. Um, I remember the only time that I got suspended from school was I think I was in third grade and I had like this little cubby thing under my desk and it was filled with now and later candies. And they came in a pack of six and I would go to school and I open the pack and I would sell each one for 15 cents. Um, I think I bought it for like 35 cents, the whole packet. And I kept on doing that. And um, every week the principal was like, you got to stop selling candy. Because as soon as I, go, I would get to school, I would be surrounded by like 50 kids. Got suspended for it eventually. But um, yeah, so I feel like I've always been an entrepreneur, even you know, from childhood, teenager up. This time, but then eventually I did get a job. Eventually I got normal jobs in you know my 30s. And I, I worked for a large corporation selling broadband for uh, quite a bit. And I, I just, it was kind of sucking the life out of me because <laughs> I felt, because I was, I was an entrepreneur and I'm doing, I'm working for somebody and half my time was doing what they wanted me to do, which was very ineffective. And I think for entrepreneurs or people that have that mindset, it's dangerous because I did really, really well, well but I also failed at a lot of stuff. I feel in that same job. I mean, I was in President's Club. I did all this stuff, but then at the same time, I um, didn't sell exactly how they wanted me to sell. I didn't sell what they wanted me to sell. And eventually, I, it just wasn't a good match. And it's funny because I I quit one time. And then a year later, I came back because they said, oh, no, it's going to be better. All this stuff is going to be, we'll, we'll do it how you want to do it. It's a corporation. It didn't work. And I'm an entrepreneur. So, you know, it, both sides, we just were not a good marriage. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like sticking a square peg in a round hole. Exactly. So um, during that time, I also did a couple of events for people. I did some tech events and... I was like, wait a minute, I like putting on shows. I like, you know, getting communities, people together to um, to make something. And so um, that's how Event Santa Cruz was born. And what Event Santa Cruz is, it's a monthly speaker series. So I have six or seven to eight, nine speakers talk about like why they do what they do, what motivates them to do what they do, um, not just like a commercial. Uh, we make a real fun no, night. If We have live music. We have craft beer, good food. Um, it's just a, it's like a party for entrepreneurs every month. Yeah. And I get to look around and see all these entrepreneurs together. And I get to see how, you know, you got these young entrepreneurs that are like, oh, I could do this. It's not, or you even got like the older entrepreneurs or just older people that maybe are not an entrepreneur. It's like, it's actually doable. Mm -hmm. I have this idea and you're surrounded by people that are, that are, that are, they can encourage you and build you for your idea. And that's what helps. If you have people around you, I personally, I mean, everybody has their own makeup. Some people can be a great entrepreneur, but be all by themselves and work on their computer in their, you know, their closet. Nobody will ever see them. Um, I like to be around people. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to be encouraged by one another. I mean, you, you've, te you've talked a lot about uh, people and community and relationships. And I think that that, whether you're in a big city or a, or a small city, the fact that you have a community at all is the most important thing, especially as we were talking about earlier, if you're in a small community. So why don't you elaborate a little bit more about what it's like to, to grow something, to start something from scratch in a small town and build a community, a tribe around it to the point where now Event Santa Cruz is this 
massive event that happens every month where everybody is, I mean, excited about it. That's funny because a lot of people, you're always going to get this. I mean, it's the typical entrepreneur thing where you have an idea and everybody says it's not going to work. It was like, oh no, because there might be nervous for you that you're starting this new endeavor and like you had this corporate job or whatever, um, or just the idea is a terrible idea, but you're like, no, I, I think this is going to work. So my idea was to have this speaker series and uh, I was going to do it every month. And I was like, I talked to a lot of people. I, I did want their input. So I asked them, what do you think about this? And almost every single person said, maybe not every month. I don't think you're going to have enough speakers. I don't think enough people are going to come on a normal basis. Maybe like every six months, you know, maybe something like that. Um, but I just went for it. And, and um, I thought it was funny how I did the first event and we sold out you know, the event. And um, then I did the next event. And I remember someone came to me and said, you know, how do you do this? I mean, like, how did this happen? You know, what, like, how does someone even do this? Like, you know, is it a corporation or something? And I was like, no, you just throw up a website, you invite people through Facebook or whatever, and you market the heck out of it. And, you know, you call the radio stations and through your other relationships that you've planned over time or you've met over time, you make something. And I feel like that's, as entrepreneurs, we could do that. We can make something out of nothing. And I love that. I love that we can create, you know, it's just like music. It's like musicians go into like a studio. There was nothing there. And now it's a song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. And so like, you know, it's, an, I love that every single month, even though it's kind of the same format, I create something completely different, whether it's the mood, the feel, the location, whatever it is, I have this little like artwork, little song that I get to make every month. So it's, it's exciting me to do that, but uh, it excites me to do that. But I think some people, if they're not entrepreneurs, that just seems a little overwhelming to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in a way, I feel like entrepreneurs, we, that's our little special sauce. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it, and it's it's summed up in one word, and that's work too. Because I mean, you got to hustle. I mean, you a lot of work out of out of a lot of the entrepreneurs yeah. that I know. I mean, yeah. there are very few that hustle as hard as you do. I do, and you know, the the next thing I need to do though, I, I hustle. But the next thing I knew is to work smart. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and I'm getting there. Yeah. Of course. You know, we, we learn, I know, over time, especially, you know, um, everything we do, we, we gain knowledge of how to do something better. But um, I mean, yeah, you started this something. thing, it was just you. And now you've got a team of what, team four, seven, four, seven or eight people. Yeah. yeah and yesterday, you know, it was a Friday. We had um, we had 800 people at our event. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it was, I mean, I sell out every time. Um, it depends on the location. Yeah, no, it's, it's a fun thing. And we're expanding to like you know, another couple other cities now. So this episode is brought to you by the Lawton marketing group, a full service advertising and design agency specializing in websites, social media apps, logos, and more based in Oklahoma. They work with clients across the nation from small businesses to large corporations and everything in between. You can find them right now on the web at www.lawtonmg.com or call them at 580-275-2063. Connect with them now for a complimentary competitive analysis of your website. Just tell them the impact entrepreneur told you to call. So what, going back to community, because I think that there's so much power in community and how important has that been to you and to the success of your venture? And what advice would you give to someone who's 
starting something in terms of how they can build community. Respect your community. I mean, it comes down to every single interaction. You have an email list, don't spam them. You know, if you got, if you, you know, someone asks you for a favor, do it for them. You know, if somebody wants to, has a, a some, they want some advice about something, and it's going to take you an hour, do it. You know, it's just, it's all about building relationships. And at time, I remember my wife was telling me like, wait, okay, so you met for two hours with that company, helped them with this whole event that they were planning. How much did you get paid? Nothing. I was just helping them. And, and, but over time, that relationship is paid back tenfold. So I think it really is in community, especially in a small town. It's not like, in Los Angeles, where you have, you know, every single little like s- subdivision and city in there, which I'm originally from, and you, know, you can just move over to another little, little part of the town. Um, if you're in a small town like like ours, I mean, I always like to say in Santa Cruz is a small, big town. We have our county is 260,000 people, or I think the city itself is like 60,000. If you do something wrong, people are going to talk or, or mention it. So every person is very valuable. Um, and they are. But, and, you know, it's not just like a marketing kind of, this is my business plan and be nice to people. Like, don't you want to enjoy your day? Don't you want to enjoy your life in general? Um, I want to surround myself by people that I enjoy, people I want to talk to that inspire me. Um, that's why with my my events, you know, okay, this event is about entrepreneurs that are photographers. Who do I like that are photographers in town? Let's come up with that. You know, there's I don't know, I had extreme sports, entrepreneurs in extreme sports. Who do I like that are, no, that are, that are inspire me? Then I, I choose them. You know, do they have an interesting story? It's a, it's a fun thing to do. So I, my job is a lot of work. You say I do hustle, but I also enjoy it immensely. Yeah, no, I could tell, you know, and it, and the events are a lot of fun and all of that fun and hard work is communicated throughout it. You know, you had this vision, right? You, you decided to make the transition from, being a corporate slog, if you will, yeah. to this independent entrepreneur. And the most important thing when you're doing that is to take the, the first step and then the next best step after that. But while that sounds really simple to people that are listening, it's actually so hard to go to see this vision and then to take that next step. So what gave you the courage to act and how did you take that vision and then break it down into bite-sized chunks. I wouldn't always recommend the way I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but cause you know, I, I love Chris Gillibu's um, you know, new book where he always talks about a side hustle, like start yeah. off with that. Mm-hmm. And maybe your side hustle will eventually overcome your income. So you can able to actually, you know, replace your and income. And you brought him to Santa Cruz, didn't you? Yeah. A few times. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. Four times now, yeah. Look, yeah. okay, what I did was I, I just knew. I, mean, I saved a little money, but I knew that this was not healthy for me. I wasn't spending time with my family as much because I was working quite a bit of hours, um, which is fine because I feel like I still do quite a bit of hours. But I'm able to spend time with them in other ways uh, or other times. Probably months before I quit, I started planning. And I started the, the maybe like four months before I started the planning phase and started to like how first month, how does this look? What do I want to see? Um, and then the next month, I actually started marketing the event. Two months later, I actually had the event. And I think I quit a, a month before. Mm. Yeah, a month before that. Um, and I had enough sponsors that's a, that were 
didn't didn't replace my income, but was pretty close. So already like, you know, it wasn't like I had zero dollars. I already had money that was going to be there on my first event. So that was the, you know, that worked. But then I had other life issues. My, my daughter was born with, with health issues and things happen. And so, you know, things took a little dip, but I always made sure the event was going and, and excited mm-hmm. and, and people kept, you know, coming to the event and sold out all the time there. There was one that didn't sell out. I think there was like more people and more speakers and people for the first 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, other than that, everyone has worked out pretty good. So I, I, I took some calculated, you know, risk at you, first. You just touched on something that I wasn't planning on yeah. talking about, but it's, it's, I don't, I don't think I want to skip it because I think it's important because, you know, neither of us are celebrity entrepreneurs. We're hardworking family guys that are trying to make our dent in this yeah. earth. And we have stuff that we have to do. We got families that we, that we have the privilege of, of having. And yet there are times when we face great adversity and we still have to have to plug along. How did you do that when you when your daughter was yeah. born and you had you guys had to pivot and and make adjustments and and adapt your lifestyle to give her all of the same love and privileges and and benefits that every other person has in the in this in your family and in your life. But you still had this yeah. business that you depended on to sustain all of that. Well, so right before my daughter was, I have three kids um, and my, our third, our third child was born, you know, three years ago. And when she, maybe a couple months before she was born, we sold our house because we're like, you know, we need a better backyard for our kids that we're going to, you know, buy a house that we, you know, we like that's, you know, more conducive for more kids. And, um, but then she was born and we actually were living, you know, for a year off and on at Stanford basically with her. And, um, and there was, she had other surgeries and, um, things that we had to deal with. I was supported halfly by my events that I kept on going, even though, and I was running out of my computer in Stanford. Um, you know, I would sometimes spend, I spent all night, most of the time actually just in her room, you know, holding her hand, even when she was, you know, unconscious even for a while. But anytime that I, ch- I had, I was like, I'll go to my computer, do some work. That was tough, but I, I, I knew that I had to keep it going um, just the momentum of the business. So maybe I wasn't making as much money, you know, throughout the, that time, but just keep the momentum because she was going to get better. We were going to be out, you know, eventually. And, um, and I wanted to keep the business going. So, um, to the outside view, nobody thought anything was, was going on. Yeah. And so, and it's, you know, it's three years, you know, from now and from then, and she's doing great and, you know, it worked out. I think I feel like, you no, know, last year and a half is when it started to start making money again mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so forth. Um, but there was that that you know that one year that was a little slow. So, but there's nothing else I could do. Yeah. I was kind of stuck. Right. You know, I mean, I I wouldn't be. You were committed. Yeah, I was kinda, I, like I had to be with my daughter in, in the hospital. Right. Like that and you know it. I I couldn't imagine not being there. I would take the financial hit or whatever because again, family is the most important. Your family, your faith, and those things are the most important thing to you or for me. And so um, that's what I, I I had to put that first. Yeah, you have this strong purpose, you know, that you stated earlier that is to, you know, create time uh, to have the lifestyle to spend with your family as you as you want, but also give this 
platform to these entrepreneurs and bring this community together, which any anybody can replicate in their own small city, a similar type of a business and, and community building activity. And it and what it does, that strong purpose that you have fuels that passion. You know, there people talk about passion. Yeah. I, and I think that they misunderstand the word passion. They're like, oh, follow your passion. Yeah. But people don't understand what the word passion means. Passion means being willing to suffer. It is. Yeah. Nico, and you know, you got to find that. You no, know, it's like it's almost like a natural thing, I guess, the passion. It's not like I was going to say find it, but a lot of times people are like, okay, I got to find my passion. And that's a little tough yeah. to go find your passion. Right. Then it becomes not really your passion, but this is something I can maybe get excited about or yeah. something, but no, it's like if you have a um, you know, if you have a a purpose, and there's a difference between like a plan and a purpose kind of, you know, your, your purpose is to take care of your family and to, you know, and to support them in a way that you enjoy, because also you got to have fun too. I mean, we're not going to be happy as fathers and as, you know, as husbands, if we're just slogging it out every day, you know, not enjoying ourselves. But, um, so I feel like, you know, I got to do both mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to do for my family. And I enjoy working. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're going to work. Yeah. I, I will not be just a person that's like sitting, you know, at the hotel, you know, whatever, on a, you know, on a beach for a while, I would, I would die <laughs> for a while. Yeah. I feel like I have to do something. Yeah. yeah. I feel very unaccomplished. Yeah. Um, going back to your word, I guess doers and accomplished, but, um, yeah, I could know it, it is a passion. Yeah. But, and if you don't have that purpose to back up the passion when hard times occur, yeah. that passion's going to fade away. Yeah. Yeah. And then also those hard times too, they do make you who you are today mm-hmm. got and um and you can look at it and you have life in a complete different you know lens mm-hmm. in a way and so like you know you don't sweat the small things mm-hmm. yeah. yeah now you you've you've been around for three years you just celebrated your third yep. anniversary so congratulations Thank you. I, I really uh, wish i could have made that event um but i was unable to you've been to others i've been to others i am a i do have an annual yes you are member membership um what are the top three lessons that you've learned that you think would be beneficial to other entrepreneurs listening who maybe are working at a big corporation and and ready to start making the break. Well, we did, you know, we didn't mention one of them, which was, you know, start planning, you know, do make a side hustle or something that you're excited about, find your passion or not find it. But if you have that passion for something, you know, can you make it a business? Can you say, you said it, but there at, there's no better time in like human history almost that we, to be an entrepreneur. I mean, even for a tech company, we don't need like all these servers. We can have like Amazon, you know, servers to do our whatever app or whatever. And there's, we can Google how to do something. I mean, it's just amazing what we, what we can do as entrepreneurs. So I would say the first thing is, you know, plan it out, you know, plan out. This is, and, and really write it on paper. Like I want to quit my job on this day. And then go back. What are the things I need to do to get to that point? And to make sure that every, you know, every day, every week, every month that, you know, you've actually done something to get you closer to that purpose. And not just like, what am I going to do today? But have it planned out. This week, I have to accomplish this. They know the fourth week of January, I need to accomplish this. You know, really plan out. Because if you don't have it written down, and I always say not even on your computer, if it's actually written down on real paper with ink, yeah. there's something about that yeah. that makes it, you no, know, you can't erase that as much. You can throw it away, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, it just feels more tactile. Yeah. 
So Plan Out would be my first one. Okay. What's number two? Oh, number two. Okay, you put me on the hot spot. I'm thinking from the perspective of me, but would be to associate yourselves with other entrepreneurs. I mean, we talked about mentorship. Like, whether it's a mentor or whether it's a group, um, you know, join a meetup. You know, there's in every community, there's a group of entrepreneurs. There's a group, even if it is like a leads group, something to get you in that, like that spirit of, of I could do this. I can run my own business. If you're alone doing it, it's, it's just, you're alone and you're going to have as an entrepreneur, you always have like family members that people say like, don't do that or whatever. Um, you have to combat that with others. Right. You got to, you got to think about the positive side. I mean, sometimes we do have very supportive families and wives, but you know, there's sometimes we have those people that are, it's going to be tough to get. So, um, associate with other entrepreneurs that could, that could help and guide you and, uh, and give you that motivation. And, and is there a third tip? A third tip. So um, we have plan. We have associate with other like-minded individuals. A good social lubricant is beer. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first started my events, I didn't have beer. After six months into it, I brought beer. People thought it was like the best event ever. Yeah. So I don't and know. ever since you've had beer. Yeah. So I know whether it's like you you have an office or something, incorporate beer and not cheap beer. Yeah. Like, you know, actually like craft good beer. I wasn't even a fan of beer until like, you know, a year and a half ago. And I found out like, oh, there's actually good beer out there. Yeah. <laughs> like an app. So um, yeah, that that's my my third tip. <laughs> but don't drink not no, on a on a selective basis. I don't drink a lot. I don't even have even beer in my house. But you know. A little bit, you no. Know, socially, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moderation. Yes. Moderation. Yeah. So, you know, as, as you know, there's trends and everything's changing all the time, right? You as a business owner, as a astute entrepreneur, how do you stay up on what is happening and so that you can keep these things fresh? Because th- one of the hardest things about running a business is staying top of mind with your customers and your clients how do you approach that? Well, there's two different sides of that. For one, for my business itself, um, it's community-based business. So I need to find local entrepreneurs and business owners all the time. I need to be like in the community. Ooh, so they – I just had a thought. Those yeah. speakers, yeah. you invite them to talk, yeah. and then it's like a multiplier because they're going to tell everybody, right? Well, that's that's the yeah. – yeah. yeah. And, and you find the certain you – no, know, you find the entrepreneurs that have a community. Because they're the ones that are bringing them to you. So, now, that's why it's grown over time because I'm getting new and different communities. Uh, it's a different theme each month. So I have different groups of people that come in. Um, so I would say, first of all, is just being involved in my community is my like one of my big things for my business. But for the actual nuts and bolts of the business and just for like the trends of where technology is going and other things are going, um, podcast, you. Yeah, you know, it's like, like when you're listening, I mean, I listen to every one of, of your podcasts. I listen to tech podcasts. I listen to other entrepreneur podcasts, you know, Gary Vee and, and other people. Um, and I do that to go to sleep even. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, every night, that's how I go to sleep as a podcast. I will not go to sleep. I will stay up to four in the morning. My head would start running. Yeah, but if I listen to podcasts about like after like 40 minutes, I'll eventually go to sleep. And I put it on time and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I heard you actually pay attention better. Yeah, you do. Time and a half. Yeah. yeah. So I do that for all my podcasts. Actually, now that I put it on normal speed, I feel like they're talking too slow and it drives <laughs> me crazy. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, it's wired that way now. But um, yeah, I think just, you know, 
you're again, you're associating, you're, even though I'm not associating with you personally, I'm listening to you, you know, in, right. uh, once a week and hearing the, the other, you know, who you're talking to um, and all the other entrepreneurs. And, you know, a lot of my work is about, you know, social media and, you know, getting the word out that way. So a lot of the people I listen to are social media experts. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing that you want somebody who's stuck or somebody who's a square peg in a round hole to remember from our conversation today, what would it be? Take the first step. Yeah. Take the first step, just like we talked about it. Take the first step and then take the second step and plan it. And even if you didn't plan it out as, you know, which is my first recommendation of what, where you want to be in seven months or a year, whatever it is, every single day, do something that gets you to that goal. Mm-hmm. There, even if it's a little thing, even if it's a five minute thing, something that you actually accomplish, you'd be like, okay, I did this. Yeah. And then next month, and then next day, you do something else. Every day, do something. And then it just eventually starts snowballing to actually becomes a thing. That's always what I would like to say. Like, is it a thing? Yeah. We plan an event somewhere. Is it a thing? Is it something? Yeah. Um, It will be if you keep on doing it. Mm, I love that. And I would add, the only thing I would add to that for people is definitely take, do those, those steps and plan, but be ready to adapt because things change. Oh, my business has changed. No Quite drastically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Matthew, I wanted to say thank you so much for joining us on the Small Town series of the Impact Entrepreneur Show. Oh, thank you. I'm I, Again, I can't believe I was here. This is awesome. You're a podcast celebrity, my friend. <laughs> yes. The... <laughs> Listen to around the world at this point. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks again. Matthew Swinnerton, you are truly an awesome human being. Thank you for sharing your ideas and approach on how entrepreneurs can begin planning to build their empire and community. I love what you're creating and look forward to seeing how Event Santa Cruz continues to grow and scale into the big vision that you have. Matthew shared a ton of practical wisdom on how we can all succeed regardless of whether we live in a big or a small town. And there's so much more. If you missed any of the key points, we've got your back. Go to visit www.theimpactentrepreneur.net forward slash 3030 for all the key points and highlights of our conversation. And while you're there, be sure to support our sponsors, the Lawton Marketing Group and Unstuck Life Courses. We are blessed to have them as partners. And I am confident that they would add significant value to your life. Otherwise, I would not have them on the show. Be sure to join our Facebook community and share your ideas and talents there. There's a lot of great stuff happening. You can do that by jumping in at www.theimpactentrepreneur.net forward slash group. Last and certainly not least, thank you, Cody and the Podcast Masters team for helping me produce a quality show I sincerely could not do this without you. Until next time, go make an impact.